Ladies and gentlemen, it's another round of Master Phil in your corner. With Master Phil. How's everybody doing there today? This is Master Phil with Master Phil in your corner with none other than my partner in crime, Dougie Fresh Friedman, here at the Undefeated Media Studios. Thank you, thank you. And uh, before we get on to our subject and our extremely lovely and talented guest, um, we're going to do my shameless plugs. Absolutely. and Doug, if I forget anything, please let me know. You got it. All right. We do have the Body Bell Method certification, right? And training course. Learn how to get certified right from your own home in kettlebells, body weight, and dynamic tension. We also have American Eagle Live, where we're sharing martial arts and fitness videos from our Facebook page. Uh, in addition to that, we have Survival Strong, the course certification and book all available at philross.com and uh oh i'm also on ubq fit uh the new platform for fitness and gamification and uh that's uh that's that's coming out we already got a ton i think it's over seven thousand hits we haven't advertised it yet uh so it's gonna be uh not seven thousand hits seven thousand subscribers already wow hey. yeah yeah it's 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 good it's gonna be huge We're, next month or so it's gonna really kick in but um without, did i forget anything doug um what'd you do this morning we didn't tell everyone what you did this morning okay. let's pull that up while we're pulling things up all right uh where is it here every morning 50 squats, 50 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 10 bridges. Today, I threw some other stuff in. You know, I, I usually do my neck. I don't talk about that much, but I do four-way neck, and then I did some dynamic tension. Nice. Yeah, I did power prayers and uh, bicep-tricep battle and floor levers. Pretty cool nice. stuff. Nice. All done right in your own home. And you can do this anywhere. All you need is a floor. And most places that people go have floors. So, you know. Usually, <laughs> most of the time. Yeah, usually, usually <laughs> pretty good. So, is it now time to uh, introduce our guest? Yes, absolutely. All right. Well, in the studio today, we have the extremely lovely and talented Chantel Liberto. And what we're going to talk about today, folks, is rescues, rescue dogs, rescue animals. And Chantel has founded an organization called Buddy's Rescue, yes. correct? Oh, excellent. Well, Chantel. Take it away. Tell us what's going on. Uh, you know that I'm into the the rescues a uh, big time. I, I came out with the the video on Lulu a couple of weeks ago, and um, I know it's, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that's what basically got you here was seeing that video and said, hey, you know what? Let's 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 spread out the the word, get it out to the airwaves, many oh, people yeah. as possible. So, Buddy's Rescue, I started with my brother about four or five years ago. Um, we began rescuing cats behind our house. There's a bank behind our house. We started pulling in just stray cats, getting them neutered, spayed, because you know they migration and everything. Sure, like that. sure. So we were like, why not start our own animal rescue? We might as well. Um, we're already rescuing hundreds of cats. <laughs> so we started our own 501c3 Buddies Rescue. We wow. have such a passion together for these animals because they give you and teach you such pure love and they want nothing in return. You know, let me ask you something. I mean, uh, uh, you're 100% on point with all of that. But now, 
how did you get the funding for that? I mean, that's not easy. Oh, it is not easy. <laughs> and, you know, people always say they help, they help, they help, but no one ever donates. Yeah. I mean, people do, but not to what people think that people are donating. So mm -hmm. everything is out of pocket. So it's, it's very difficult. So we can... At the beginning, we were only able to pull animals when we had the funds, yeah. which is heartbreaking because we want to rescue everyone. Um, but it's only, you know, money is everything and it limits you. So we were like, eh, what the heck? So we flew to Texas together, <laughs> which was probably a bad idea. Our parents wanted to kill us. <laughs> I was like, Dad, we're going to Texas. <laughs> He's like, why? I'm like, well, we're bringing back 75 dogs. <laughs> only 75? Only 75. I know, yeah. right? Small. Um, but you know, that wasn't the plan. We were going to go down. We had dogs already listed because you get emails sent to you, which is heartbreaking, um, of who's on the euthanization list. Wait, now this is, uh, explain to people. There's, there are some that are live shelters and other that are kill shelters. Explain to people the process here that goes on. Like how long does a dog have when they get put into a kill shelter? This is what's so sad is even shelters that aren't kill shelters, when they have no room, I'm not speaking for all of them, but there yeah. are a good majority that give the dog to a kill shelter to make space. Um, and I'm not speaking for all of them because a lot yeah. of them are great shelters. Mm -hmm. But for those kill shelters, and I've met so many people that wait in line to give their dog to the kill shelter. Oh. So, I mean, what I had to do in Texas, let's just say for, for an example, is I'd go online and I'd say, hey, can you meet me across the street? Because you can't do it in the shelter. And I'd say, can you give me your dog? Because if you don't give me your dog and you give it to them, they hold the dog for 48 hours and then they examine the dog. Temperament, health, if it's adoptable. If it's not a puppy and it's not healthy and it's not adoptable, that dog's getting put down in 48 hours. Boom, right Boom. there. And it goes in a line. So I walk this line. It goes... You have first row, second row, third row, then euthanization row. Wow. And they just keep them going, keep them moving because they get so many dogs that get put in. Yeah. So I was taking people's dogs from them across the street. I had to walk up these lines and pick and choose who I wanted <laughs> to save. Hi, baby. <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> Speak for us. That's our other guest, my Lulu. Lulu. <laughs> And be, real quick, um, I just want to make sure everyone can get to your website correctly. It's Buddy's Rescue, B-U-D-D-Y-S-R-E-S-C-U-E.com. Uh, Inc.com, yes. Inc.com, there you go. <laughs> so check that out, guys. There you go. All right. Now, um, so this whole process, it's they have a... It could be just a 48-hour window, and then that dog is gone. Now, there's a there's a lot of different... A lot of different issues coming into one one is how do we prevent these dogs from from getting to this point like you know people bring these dogs they get these dogs and then they want to get rid of them how do we stop that um and the other thing is how do we divert to a, a non-killing shelter and get these dogs and cats into loving homes i mean that's that's enough I mean, that's the, that's the question of life yeah. <laughs> with this. And when people adopt from us, mm -hmm. I ask, I make them, I put themselves in these shoes. I say, let's say you're adopting a child, an actual mm -hmm. human child. In a few years when it's not a baby anymore and it's an adult and you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're battling with the kid and whatnot, and it's getting tough. Would you say, mm, you know what? I don't really have time for this kid anymore. I'm going to give it back <laughs> or I'm going to go throw it into, you know, somebody else's arms or into a shelter. Would you do that to your kid? That's what I ask every adopter. And they say, well, you know, that you put it that way. No, I wouldn't get rid of my kid. I said, that dog, cat, 
whatever you're rescuing, that's your kid. So I wouldn't, you know, throw it into a shelter or, or give it to, you know, some random person on the street. That's yeah. your child. So I try to put that in my adopter's mind, and I'm very careful with who I give our rescues to because they're my children. Yes. You, the, the adopters are the step parents <laughs> in this scenario. Um, but stopping them from going into the kill shelters, I mean, definitely down south too. People leave them out on the lawns. They're not spayed. They're they're mating with strays on the streets, and then that's how you know that intake happens. So mm -hmm. it's definitely a difficult process. Um, but it can be done. People just really need to get it through their heads that these are their kids. These animals are pure. You can't abuse them. You can't just throw them away. So let me get this straight. You want people to have personal responsibility. Yes. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Kooky, Kooky Notion. Kooky Notion. <laughs> yeah. Personal responsibility. So <laughs> Debbie just commented, uh, she believes rescue centers should go uh, to assemblies at school and teach the young about, you know, what's going on. Wow. It, it's... I a, totally do agree great. with that. That's a great, yeah. Debbie, that's great. Um, that's great I, input. The young definitely, and I love when families have children with the mm -hmm. rescues, as long as the rescue is okay with children, because sometimes, you know, there's triggers. So I always make right. sure the family is good with, the kid has been around dogs, because sometimes a big dog may knock your kid over, mm -hmm. and they think the dog's aggressive. Right. And that's how they get euthanized. So I'm always saying, is your kid around dogs? You gotta be careful. So I think educating the young, they're the future. So they're going to know how to love that, that pure love from the animal and how they're raised from inside the home with the animals is really what it comes down to. So I think that's a, that's a great idea, Debbie. Yeah, <laughs> Debbie great. also just said that she went to school with you. So there you go. She goes, <laughs> hey, Phil, I went to school with you. So oh, Debbie hey. Mason Mac Williams. Oh, Mac yeah. Williams. Mac Williams. Hey, there Debbie, how are you? Can't read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Debbie, awesome. Debbie's joining us today. <laughs> Actually, we just connected on Facebook recently. Nice. And that brings us to, we are live, guys. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you could put them in the comment section. We will answer them live right now. And if you really want to come on the show, send me a link, uh, a private message, and I can send you the link, and you can come on live and talk to us as well. Yeah. We want to be very fun. interactive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Ex extremely. Extremely. <laughs> well, that's, you know, we, we, we look to please here. We look to be, have an open <laughs> forum. Um, Chantel, so... When you got first started Buddy's Rescue, yes. and you took these 75 dogs, <laughs> what did you do with them? I mean, that's a yeah. lot of dogs. <laughs> My mom's shaking her head right now. <laughs> so half of them in our house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so one of the most difficult parts of rescuing, besides picking out who's going to live and whatnot, which is mm -hmm. you really have to grow tough skin for that and have that mentality of going and saying, okay, this is, I mean, my brother had to step out several times because you're just waterworks. Yeah. So one of the most toughest times is definitely transportation. Yeah. Um, the rescue world is a very tight knit. They don't work with random rescues that come in. They don't work with random people. And now that we've been around, you know, I've met some amazing people, especially down South. We work mm -hmm. with Antigua very closely too. That's one of our rescue partners. Um, yeah, that's another thing. You go to some of these third world countries, you see dogs. Oh. Oh, that's another story oh, that's I'll tell you. Nice. Yeah, oh, Isn't yeah. Isn't there an island? <laughs> what Puppy else? island? There's like an island. That's in Puerto, in Puerto Rico, are you talking about? And I you guess. just let your dog go yeah. because you don't want it anymore. And they run free. Yeah, run free. You know, they let them free. Ooh, yeah. I'm getting angry. I'm like, hit my mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Doug, stay back. Stay back. <laughs> so transportation. So we had to set up transportation. And you have to get, you know, 
trust trust people. Yeah, I mean transpor- transportation of seventy five. It, it's done I in mean, groups. Yes. Yeah. So we have homes that I love when people aren't picky about the dog they want to rescue. Mm-hmm. One of my pet peeves, and I'm so sorry to people out there because I do understand is when you have a specific breed in mind mm-hmm. and you want it full bred as a rescue, I'm not finding that on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Very rare. Do I find that on the street? If you want to rescue to love and bring into your home, become part of your family. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, but so transportation you get them there and i already have adopters that adopt prior to even meeting the dog okay um which so this is a process i, I mean it okay. is a process so, so you so you uh you contacted this kill shelter in texas yes um and then and then how long was it before you went there now we and, and i'm saying like in that interim where you you were obviously contacting people hey i got uh you know this i got roscoe over here i got you know daisy over here and you're trying to match these dogs up before you bring them up Yes. Um, it's a, it's a huge process. It definitely takes a toll in a couple of years off your life (laughs) from doing it all. Um, but it's something that my brother and I really, really love. It it makes us whole. So I put a hundred percent into this. So I got to learn and meet all these dogs and their personalities. And when you've been around dogs for a while, you learn them pretty quick. Oh yeah. Um, you could pick up what kind of family they need. And then I'm very good at, you know, reading people and their energy. Mm -hmm. So I could, I faced, especially during now, because you can't meet people, I FaceTime them. And I make sure they're good with FaceTime and I, mm-hmm. I could read you right off the bat off of the FaceTime if you're going to be a good family or not. Excellent. Um, yes, because that's so important to me. Oh, and man. if you're not, I tell you right there because a lot of rescues leave you hanging and I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. Sometimes <laughs> you got to be Next. honest. <laughs> Next. So I definitely pair up the rescues with the homes when they're ready to be adoptable because a lot of these rescues and I mean, if Ashley's watching this, um, his name was Scotty. His name's Jazz now. Mm-hmm. He's the absolute love of my life. He's an Australian cattle dog. Such but a cool dog. <laughs> such a good dog. So smart. But he definitely was not adoptable at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, bit everyone. I say they're tough. They're very tough dogs. Tough. But it's amazing how he knew I was rescuing him. He would not leave my side. I could walk around New York City with him without a leash. Yeah. And he's coming from Texas, would not leave my side, would show his teeth at everyone that even came near me, which I mean, I personally did not mind. <laughs> I felt very safe. Yeah, okay. um, but I worked with him just like the other dogs. There was another dog, Jack, that my mom would visit every day up at. We kept him in a um, we worked very close with a bunch of like boarding places, mm-hmm. um, but they're good to their dogs. Okay, So when you you contacted this shelter yes. in Texas and then. What, did it take a month, two months, three months, no. six so months, a these, year? I don't know, to, to get all these 75 dogs up. I mean, I know you didn't just go down there with a Winnebago and a trail <laughs> and throw everybody in there and take them. Listen, don't tempt me because I probably would. <laughs> um, no, so you contact these shelters, and if they have adopters that are viewing them, they mm-hmm. take them before a rescue because it's sure. money. Sure. Um, and it's a business. I mean, as much as we don't want to say that, a lot of these shelters, rescues, it's a business. Mm. So they put us on the back burner. So I have these dogs lined up. Once the adopter falls through, if it doesn't work, they're part of our rescue. So we had to fly down to Texas within three days of calling the shelter because otherwise they let them go and they get euthanized or they yeah. go somewhere else. So it was quick. And we had rented three vans. We were going to drive cross country because we mm. weren't planning on 75 dogs. We, you know, we had like 20 dogs in mind yeah. that we wanted. So we had three vans already rented down there, ready to go. We were going to drive cross country with all these dogs because we've, we've done it before. Um, and we fly with dogs too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we fly them back and forth because I don't trust people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do it myself. It's just quicker. It's easier. 
So we go down there and we end up getting 75. We find a vet that really helped us out, bring them to the vet, but we had to do it in breaks. Yeah. I needed to like hide for a month after this, by the way, <laughs> from like all everyone, all life. Cause it was just such a, it was so, you know, dramatic. Um, so we contacted transporters and what happened was it, it took a good month to get yeah. the dogs here because we had to do it in, in periods, stages, sure. of course, because these transporters, it takes like a two to three days to mm -hmm. get here mm -hmm. because there's so many dogs that they have to walk, they have to feed, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's dangerous. And that's transportation is when the rescues actually get sick. Because, I mean, they're peeing on one another if it's not clean. And right, if right, one right. is sick and I haven't oh. gotten taken care of yet, the, the rest of them are. Yep. So it's definitely a process. And then when they come to Jersey, mm -hmm. we bring them to the vet again, you know, get them spayed if they're not, get them neutered if they're not, completely up to date on health. We work with boarding facilities that help us. Don't really yep. cost much. So now so now you got them. You, they're, they're here now. You got 75 dogs sitting at your house they come in in okay. they come in numbers though it's okay. not all like yeah, at yeah, once yeah. <laughs> so you have a caravan <laughs> um, of dogs mm -hmm. and then where did you put all of them so the ones that could not i have fosters that help me okay. i'm so thankful for all of them they're in the yeah. city they're in jersey wonderful wonderful people that really take the time out of their day to foster mm -hmm. because they don't have the time to have a dog themselves but they have the time at least to help me yeah. with fostering yeah. so make sure i pair them up with the right ones it's great for i don't really like fosters to be quite honest because it's like lulu getting attached to you for a month and then i have to break her away right, from you right. into another family it's even more dramatic yeah so i didn't I, do that if i was a foster yeah. i'd just be keeping them all yeah <laughs> foster yeah, so failure how, how, yeah, how do they give them up yeah. Have, yeah, I, yeah i'm not giving her up no <laughs> And it's heartbreaking for the dog. So I try to yeah. avoid that part, but I had to do it for this one. Yeah. So fosters for the dogs that you couldn't even look at because they would attack, let's just say, because that's what they're used to. I put them in boarding and I had trainers, rescue trainers though. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of dog trainers out there, but when they meet a dog and they claim they're aggressive, no dog's aggressive. I really don't believe in aggression. It's just how the dog was raised as if a kid mm -hmm. was raised. Mm -hmm. um, and you could train that right out of them with love. Mm -hmm. It just takes patience that people don't have for yeah. them. Yep, that's the thing. So it's the thing. So I had trainers working with them in the boarding facility, and when they were adoptable, I had families already lined up. So half the dogs already had homes because mm -hmm. a lot of them were puppies, and then the older ones that had a lot of triggers, I had to work with for a few. Yeah. But I had fosters and boarding places that helped me a lot. So now you're these uh, these specific rescue trainers. Um, uh, I know there's different training modalities, different training schools. Uh, they go to a specific school for this type of training? or So one rescue trainer that I absolutely mm -hmm. adore is Sam Gonzalez. Right. Um, he really helped me with Scotty and with Jack a lot mm -hmm. because Jack hated other – it's not that he hated other dogs. He was fighting other dogs. So he didn't understand them. He was, he was yeah. more scared than wanting to attack them. He didn't mm -hmm. want to get attacked. Right. So he was guarding himself. And Sam told me, I remember there was this one trainer who wasn't a rescue trainer and said, you need to put him down. He's aggressive. And I said, I just went through hell right. to rescue him. Why would you even say that? I'm out once you say mm -hmm. that. And Sam goes, no, he's the kindest, most gentlest dog. He's just scared. <clears throat> so he really, really helped me learn how to read a dog because they speak a completely different language than we do. Mm -hmm. So he really helped me understand them. You know, it's a, a, a book that you might want to read. You maybe read it already. Um, it's called Beyond Obedience. No, I need to read that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, it's I forget the author's name, but uh, pull it up. Yeah, pull, pull, <laughs> pull it up. Pull it up. Um, start, yeah, 
a little offbeat in the beginning, you know, she's like talking to squirrels and stuff, but um, it's not so much, you know, teach your dog, sit, heal, come. It's, it's about developing that bond yes. and that, that trust. I mean, you see Lulu and I right now, I've only had her four months and she knows the deal already. I mean, uh, I say stuff to her. Sometimes I don't have to say, say anything to her. I look at her already and she'll know what I want. Um, it's about that bond. And it's not about, I am the master. You know, I am master Phil. <laughs> it's like I'm the master. You are my subject. No, it's like you're forming a friendship, a companion. You know, she's my pal, man. She's my companion. She's your best we, yeah, she is, and we hang out. Like, and and it's it's about putting that mindset into play. You and know, you know, a, I have April Faust. Forced? April for forced forced right sounds familiar yeah right? yeah 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 that's I need it, to get it that. yeah it's a it's, it's, um, it's an interesting book it's a lot go, of guys. stories and anecdotes and so forth um and I've read it twice I, I read it years ago and now I read it again when I picked up Lulu I have yeah. to read that thank yeah. you yeah um but going off of what you just said I actually had this conversation with my friend last night at dinner mm -hmm. um because she adopted a dog Nola from me mm -hmm. and you know this kid had her for four years, three or four years. She was inside the house 24 seven. He was never home. Ugh. You know, I, that's another thing I always ask my adopters years from now, are you still going to have time for the dog? Right. Because would you have time for your kid? Do you have time for yourself? And those are important because that, you know, they're attached to you within two a month, within oh, two yeah. months, depending on the dog and what they've been through, of course. Two days with this one. <laughs> so imagine like three to four years and he yeah. goes, I don't want her anymore. I mean, I'm glad he gave him to us rather than to a shelter. Yeah. But the dog cried the entire way to the foster that it, she, I've been, I've seen a lot. I've been through a lot with dogs, but she broke my heart yeah. from that because I felt her pain. Yeah. And my friend adopted her from us and it's the best family in the entire world. I'm so happy. But we were talking about this last night and I said, you know, you can either instill trust or fear and it's either uh, respect or fear. Yes. The dog either respects you or they fear you. And if they fear you, they're going to turn on you because that loyalty is not there. Mm -hmm. But if you have mutual trust and respect for one another, totally different bond than if you have fear for one another. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a totally, yeah, because when you, when they respect you, that breeds a loyalty. Once you have that loyalty, they'll do anything that you want them to. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that sometimes people do, and one of the mistakes they make when training a dog, is they let the dog get away with everything. Okay, <laughs> and you know, it, it, you know, dogs are pack animals. You have to be the leader. If you're, oh, yeah. if you're not the leader, you're the follower, and then they're they're running the show, and you can't have that. Like I create my dogs. Okay, yeah. they're used to. I say kennel, you know, and do they not like it at first? No, but guess what? It becomes their security yes, blanket. Their safe space. Their safe space. I always say that. Yep. And and you know, you know, I, I gave some tips to a guy down in uh down the shore with his dog. I swear in two days the dog was fine. Just happened. This you know, his dog, oh man, it's waking up six thirty in the morning barking. I'm like, listen, pal, do something here. <laughs> um, I'm on vacation, you know. Uh so it's you have to establish that type of relationship with your dog. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, so real quick, because we touched base upon, and then we went on a couple other tangents. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you hear it all the time. You did. You said it before. People are looking for certain breeds, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm very well could be wrong. But when you're looking for a pedigree or a purebred, whatever, 
aren't those the dogs because they've been this that been you know bred the same way in in these bloodlines for years aren't they the dogs that have more issues more problems more a hundred percent they that brings me back to scotty who's now jazz there's so many names that these dogs go through um full-bred australian cattle dog and he probably has more issues than a mixed breed because these purebreds because they're and breeders are the worst breeder i'm so sorry if you're a breeder but breeders are the worst puppy mills like these rescues need to really you know move quicker move faster like me and my brother do because people sometimes get turned away i mean if if you're not a good family totally get it but if you're a good family and you're getting turned away they go to breeders because it's just easy they don't care what they're giving the dog to but those dogs that are being you know bred they get thrown into the kill shelters so i do find pure breeds but I don't find like golden doodles. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like a number one dog that I get requested is a golden doodle. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have that on the street. <laughs> Not a street dog. But definitely have more issues, yes. Lulu's here today. She has a lot to say. <laughs> we got to get another microphone. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? Right? You know, you know, I think she wants to go out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Take out the bathroom. I know you want to go out, don't you? She lets me know. Oh, yeah. What a good girl. She's such a good girl. She's so funny. She just wants to go. She wants to go out, man. She'll let you know. She's a trip, that dog, man. So, um, yeah, things, you know, what what happens generally with with, um, pure breeds. Listen, I've had pure breeds before. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, nothing against it. Uh, you know, but I, if you have a specific job for a dog, you need that specific type of breed. I understand that. Like you're, you're a hunter. I mean, I see you're a hunter. You want to get a hunting dog. Mm -hmm. I mean, can I, can you train other dogs to hunt? Yeah. But you know, you have a pointer and you like a pointing dog. I mean, they're, they do it naturally. It's crazy. And, and, you know, people have to understand that, you know, dogs were, Every dog is created by humans by breeding and breeding and breeding for a certain job, a certain um, proclivity, uh, a certain characteristic that this animal has. And then what people want to do is they want to expand on that and get that as part of the breed. So whether it's a look, a job, uh, uh, whatever it is, they keep breeding and breeding and breeding. And the problem is that when you have that, you wind up with a lot of inbreeding. When you have inbreeding, you have certain flaws that that go generational um like you know boxers they're going to die from some type of cancer or tumor um german shepherds hips mm-hmm. uh labs elbows mm-hmm. knee joints you know the list goes on and on and on and on i mean some of these dogs are so big and have been overbred so much that you don't even buy them you basically rent them <laughs> you know uh, and and you know it leads me to believe that hey you, you know what should this breed be in existence and the only reason it's in existence is because people have made them that way um whereas a dog to me is just a great companion and friend uh you know again unless you you know you want something specifically for hunting but i think you can train just about any dog you really can that's my point is that you'll have these families that are looking for a beagle or a boxer and they just want that it's like all right like Say, say, go to the rescue and, and find something that connects with you. You don't have to like find a specific breed just so you look on your family photo. I mean, look, when I, when, I, when we got Lulu, um, you know, we're looking around at the pet finder and then we went to the pity party rescue. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I honestly, I chose her because nobody wanted her. She was there for nine months in a four by four cement, you know, but nobody wanted her because she's mouthy, you know, a little 
there's the mouthy biting and, and plus she had been severely abused mm-hmm. and not to, not everyone's equipped to do that i'm not saying i mean like i put myself out there with her but as you can see obviously i can handle her and we have a great relationship but not everyone can do that but hey there's there's a lot of great dogs out there that don't have her problems but they need to be rescued uh you know they need that and and you know hey if you want to spend money then makes you feel better and then give a lot of money to the shelter. I mean, yeah, because some of these dogs, I mean, heck these dogs, some of these dogs you buy are 1500, 2,500, $3,500. It's you know? crazy. It's nuts. It's crazy. And then I rescue dogs like 200 bucks. Right. Just to cover half of that, Car- that half of what the rescue goes. No, that, yeah. That's not even, it not, doesn't even make it down. Now, now what is your facility like now? Do you have a, you have an actual facility? No. Um, and it's honestly, so what we do, I, I mean, I guess I should say yes. So we have a rescue partner, St. Mutt's, um, my friend, Brittany, who I absolutely love. She is a medical student out in Antigua. Um, and yes, she's from Texas. Uh, she lives with her boyfriend in Miami, but she's in Antigua for medical school. Mm -hmm. And while she was out there, she, there's a bunch of stray dogs because Mm -hmm. these Island dogs, they don't see dogs as we see dogs. So they're throwing things at them so that they can't get food. You know, they're wild out there. Feral. The feral, <laughs> yes. Um, but let me tell you, I'll tell you the best rescues that we've ever had. Um, one of them, I have to say. So what what she does out there is she'll feed the mamas or feed the wild dogs, gain their trust. Because that's mm-hmm. how you gain their trust is if you feed them, leave them alone. You know where they are. And the mamas started leading her to their her babies because she knew that she could help her. They're not dumb. They're very, very smart, yeah. you know? So she would either have to stalk them out or the mama would leave them, lead her. Mm-hmm. So she would get the babies as young and she has a whole facility out there of helpers that help her raise them. She sends me pictures of them. I'll even fly out there and meet the dogs so that I know them, work with her to, you know, help her with the dogs so that yeah. they're socialized because they're not, they're terrified of humans. They come here and they're in a bush, <laughs> literally dive into a bush and they only know Brittany's voice or my voice, let's yeah. just say, or my brother's, but nobody else. So. I tell all these families, you know, these are the type of rescues that you need the patients for. Some of them come here and they're outgoing because they're babies. Mm-hmm. But the older ones, you need patients. They're going to be hiding in your bush for a good two months. <laughs> and then, like, they just snap out of it. So she has a facility out there where we bring the dogs into, mm-hmm. feed them, socialize them, work with them. And then we have to fly them into Miami and get them transported up here. Wow. So, yeah, because there's only one airline that really helps us out. What's so it called? Canine Air? I mean, I wish there was that. They should come out with that. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I guess that's kind of a facility right now. So that's what we're doing right now. That's our mission right now is Antigua dogs because there's a a bunch of them out there and they're beautiful. There's a lot of rot mixes out there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure mixes. Oh, poor pit bulls. Yeah, they get the worst rep. And I don't know why. They're the best dogs. Well, actually, I will tell you why. Okay. This is one man's opinion. Well, first of all, pound for pound, they're the toughest dog on the planet. I mean, there are even them going against a Kuvask, which is, you know, I don't know if you that dog has like a 550 pounds per square inch bite. I mean, it's crazy. Um, oh, doors locked, Phil. Oh, doors locked. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you should have enough. You should have enough. You should have, have enough. Enough, uh, enough wire. Enough oh, wire. All right. Let me get off on that. <laughs> oh, God. oh yeah, it's all. Yeah. Hey, it's better than the tornado episode. <laughs> so the tornado hit uh, two weeks ago. 
We had no internet. We had to pack up everything, go to Phil's uh, dojo. The, the, the mics weren't snapping to the tables. We had duct tape, chewing gum. Oh, wire. <laughs> yeah. oh, it was crazy. But you know what? We had a great show. We had show. a great show. Yeah. But, um, oh, so anyway, so I'm getting back to the, the pit bulls. Now, one of the things with the pit is they're, they're extremely loyal, very dedicated, and extremely tough, and they're basically the best athletes of the dogs. Um, they have an incredible amount of drive. Uh, you know, a pit bull, if they're you know trained to fight and so forth, they will, with a broken leg, whatever, they'll charge across the, the, the pit at another animal. Um, the thing is, though, they're so loyal, they'll do anything that their owner tells them to do. And they're so powerful that they can pull it off. So you couple those two together. If they get in the hands of the wrong person, the wrong handler, they're going to be a bad dog. Yeah. And this is what happens with pits. Look, this is my third one. Okay. They're incredible dogs. I, you know, I would definitely recommend that you get a pit. Um, you know, they don't have to get one that's been through hell like mine has, but get one that's younger. I mean, there, there there's tons of pit bull puppies available. Yeah. Tons. Tons. And 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 they get that terrible rap. And hey, you know, they have short hair, right? It doesn't <laughs> get all over the place. Um, and they're extremely loyal, and they love their family more than anything. I mean, you know, back in the day, they were they were considered the nanny's helper, you know, where they would watch over the the babies. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. They're so good. And it, it just leads back to people giving them a bad rep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, again, it's remember personality travels down the lead. Yeah. So, you know, if you're being a jerk, your dog's gonna, <laughs> every dog it looks like and acts just like their owner. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So if you haven't seen uh, the video we did with Lulu, definitely check it out. I feel another video is about to come your guys' <laughs> way as well. Um, but it's a great video. It's all about Lulu and her story. So definitely check it out. We'll put a, a po when this is done, we'll put a link in the description. But um, it's about her story and you know how these pit bulls are getting a bad rap. And yeah. you know, like Phil was like Phil says in the video, everyone thought that when the Michael Vick issue happened and that was done, that dog fighting was done as well. It's going on. It's happening right underneath our noses in Bergen County. Yeah. And, and well, you got Lulu in Newark. I got Lulu in Newark, and I, I got my guy prior to her, Coco. He was from Patterson. And um, and we also placed a, a, a dog from from Patterson as well. His name was Tito. Um, you know, he was a, another pit. Uh, you know, so my wife's involved, you know, somewhat in that. And that's, you know, she loves the pit bulls and the pit bull rescue and all that kind of stuff. So, um, there we, you know, <laughs> Now, look, and, and the thing is, don't think like you have to save every dog in the world, okay? I know I know that maybe you want to. And, 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 That's and what she's point. doing. Right. <laughs> it takes years off your life. <laughs> but the thing is, and not, every, not everybody's equipped for that. Like, not everybody's no. equipped to handle a dog like this. No. I am, okay? Um, and, and if you look at the other things I do, I teach self-defense. I teach my martial arts and so forth. And I spread the word that way. I'm equipped for that. I have that tool skill set. Not everyone has it, but guess what? Can you do a little bit to help out? Yeah. Every little bit helps. Don't feel like you got to save the world. Just try to save you one piece of it. Yeah. Try to, you know, carve it up. And if you got enough people pitching in and helping out, 
and saving a piece here and a piece there, all of a sudden, you know, we're doing pretty good. A little bit goes such a long way. Yeah, it absolutely. really does. Yeah, like you know, hey, you want to give you know, so give give ten dollars to a rescue, or heck, adopt a dog. I mean, you know what? You want to get some exercise? Adopt a dog and take it for a walk twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It gets you and moving. It, it gets you moving. I and mean, we have our we go for we go for a half hour to clip twice a day. You know, and uh, I I use that for my head too because you know my head is all over. So well, <laughs> they save us too. A lot yes. of my adopters say I didn't save you know I didn't save her. She saved me. Yep. And uh, it's so and I'm like she's like you saved her. <laughs> she saved me. Exactly. You know, and and the thing is that if you look at the relationship between dogs and humans, it goes back years and years and years. Uh, you know, actually dogs contributed to the ability for humans to survive we would not have advanced as far as we had maybe maybe we would have all perished if we didn't have the dog with us um there's um gosh there was a movie made alpha i was just about to say alpha dog great movie yeah it's, i yeah. think it's just called alpha, alpha let me alpha, check alpha yeah there's uh, and the book is great book it's a great book okay and i need it, to watch this yeah. it's new too it's uh, yeah, 2018 yeah. Okay. I, I read the book in, I think, maybe 2016, 2017. I read the book, and I'm like, and all of a sudden, I said, oh, wow, there's a movie. <laughs> and it came out. And it was, it was, it was, it, I have it, to watch it, that. Yeah, you really have to watch it. And it it's shows how humans evolved with the dog. Um, you know, it was a wolf and then got domestic. And, uh, you know. Don't give away the movie, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great it's, it's movie. a lot more. It's it lot. really is a great movie. And, and actually, you know, in accordance with the book, they, they did a pretty good job. Uh, I wasn't disappointed in the movie. Usually, you know, you read the book and then you see the movie like, oh, they missed so much. Mm -hmm. But they, they did a great job on, uh, yeah. on, on producing this movie. I liked it. Yeah. Interesting. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, dogs and humans. That's why when you, when people do something against a dog, really gets to me Oof. because we owe them we owe them and when something loves and trusts you like that and you abuse it just like the same thing with pedophiles i have zero tolerance uh you know uh you know being the way i am it really infuriates me but you know the only way to really beat this is through love and through understanding mm -hmm. um you know you know as much as we'd like to do bad things to bad people, you know, we have this thing called laws and we have to respect that or we, you know, lose society completely. Let's go say hi. But yeah, and I feel like these are the issues that we should be focusing on. We're not going to go down this path, but these are the issues that we should be focusing on, not not the stuff that we're, you know. Yeah, yeah. animals. Not going to go down I mean, all path. animals, not just dogs, they're no. angels, yeah. you know. Yeah. They're angels on earth that watch over us and we take that as, we abuse it. Yeah. People really take that to full advantage because they can't speak, because mm -hmm. they can't act for themselves in a way. People take advantage of that and they abuse that power. That's, just you know they people abuse power in all areas especially with animals because they feel strong they feel powerful oh yeah, yeah. meanwhile you're really just powerless that makes you look even worse yeah. because you're taking control of something that can't speak up for itself mm -hmm. I, it gets to me yeah. too when i yeah, see real it. tough there yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, that, something that just wants to love you i mean dogs just want to love people That's i mean right. she was abused in a in a pit she was bred she was beaten and you see her, all she wants to do is crawl on my lap, <laughs> you know? And she just wants to hang out and just, and, and, just, and just show love and be loved. And, uh, 
you know, that's something that, that we really have to be mindful of. And look, I know there's a lot of things going on right now. We have uh, like a lot of craziness going on in the world with pandemics and politics and mm-hmm. all kinds of things happening. Um, but look, we're still humans and we have to maintain this. And if we start focusing on doing these good things, better things will happen. Yeah. And this is something that needs to be done. You know, we got to start protecting these animals. We have to start doing the right thing. And, you know, don't turn a blind eye. Yeah. Don't turn a blind eye. Yeah. People need to learn compassion. And it brings it back to what Debbie had said about young people, young kids learning that from rescues. Yes. I learned so much love from these dogs, from these rescues. I learned so much from them. They've taught, if people just took the patience to sit there and listen to them, Mm -hmm. you don't need words to learn something. It's all in action. It's all in energy that they put towards you. And if people just learn that compassion and that pure love, things would be so different. And, and you know, the thing is that once you start getting exposed to it and putting yourself out to it and be being open to it, it tends to open up your heart and your mind. So what we want to do is let people know how they can get involved. So tell us what else you're doing and how people in the audience can get involved. Get involved today. I mean, in rescuing, you can, you, I mean, shelters really need help because these are people who are volunteering and some of them are good and some of them don't have that compassion for animals. They just want to have a job and get it done. And a lot of abuse comes from within a lot of shelters as well. So how, how can we discern, you know, which is a, a, a good shelter, which You'll is never not? Know. I don't, we, 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 yeah, I think I just went in there at the right time and I watched it. Yeah. You know, and not only that, but I'm I'm very in tune. So I, I felt it too yeah. from them, you know, yeah. and sure. you could just, the way one dog was acting towards me when another person mm-hmm. arrived that worked there, total different energy. Uh, so you could feel it. So, I mean, if you want to volunteer at a shelter and you have love for animals, mm-hmm. it's almost like a kid yeah. that's in, in foster. You want to go and give that kid love, show them love sure. so that they don't lose hope. Same thing with dogs. Go there, give love, foster a dog with love, show them that there's hope. Because a lot of them, if you look in their eyes, they lose hope. And you could see there's no life left in them. And you want to get, they could get that life back right away. You just got to give them love. Mm -hmm. So people should really dedicate just some time. Everyone has time right now. Nobody's doing anything. You're sitting down at home. (laughs) Go visit a shelter. Go work at a shelter. Go foster a dog that really needs it, though. Not like a puppy that's coming in, is happy. I mean, they need it, too. But like an older dog, even. Give them that time. Give them that dedication that they need so that they can have hope to really continue. Well, there there has been an increase in adoptions. Which makes me nervous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone's very happy about it. I am, too. But that's what I always do in my interview process is the Mm -hmm. first question I ask is, let's say life is to go back to completely normal tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Do you have time for this animal, for your kid? Mm -hmm. And a lot of them tell, and I I could read it. They're like, oh, you know, I go back to work and I work in the city, but I live in Jersey. So I'm gone for nine hours of the day, Mm -hmm. this and that. And you could see the weariness in their eyes that they're not going to have time for the dog. So that it does make me nervous that you're going to see an even bigger number of dogs back in the shelters, which I really knock on wood. I really hope not, but it definitely makes me nervous. Well, I, you know, I think that that I, the landscape for employment will change, though, and people will be more able to work from home. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for the know, dogs, I really yeah, hope so. Yeah, I think that that will be one of the one of the better things. I mean, you know, 
my little girl gets to have me. You know, and, she gets, <laughs> and she gets to go to work with me when I have to go to my studio. But other than that, right? <laughs> <laughs> lucky. But, yeah. So, is there is there anything else you'd like to talk about or tell people how they can help you out with what you're doing? And um, I mean, if you want to go to our website, we mm -hmm. have little products up. Um, mm -hmm. that you could buy for like $5, $10, and it's a donation because even every dollar counts because, I mean, it doesn't even make a dent, but it definitely helps us get all these animals over here. If you have time and you have love for animals and you want to foster, we always need um, new fosters to help us with the dogs. Yeah. So many come in. Yes, tell them. <laughs> tell us. Speak about it. <laughs> oh. You want to come up? And I mean, just spreading the word about about animals helps us, you know, that's a, she's a big baby. Baby, baby. Lula. <laughs> baby Lula's here, guys. Hi, baby. Oh, this is what she wanted. She, that's all she, she wants. She's away from dad too long. Hi, honey. <laughs> but yeah, that's really it. I mean, just spreading the word, giving love, go visit your shelter, go visit, you know, a rescue, do what you can, not just our rescue. I mean, any rescue, any shelter, go visit a dog, give them love, give them all your time that you can. They need it. Um, visit our website. We have tons of rescues that need homes still um, that are in Antigua right now and they're coming over soon. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Excellent. Well, Chantal, thank you very much. Thank for, you for so much. And you know, I know Lulu appreciates you. <laughs> Lulu. Oh. <laughs> Last chance, guys. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, we'll pull them up. We'll ask them, answer them right now live. You got about 30 seconds, but uh, yeah. All right. Other than that, you got anything else that you want to promote? Or I'm, no, that, that's per this is perfect. Yes, <laughs> oh. animals are everything. So I'm so grateful. Thank you. Oh, Thank my. you. It's our pleasure, right, Lulu? <laughs> thank you, <guys>. you Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for tuning in today. And, of course, thank, thank you to our guests. And, of course, Dougie Fresh Friedman for running the show here. <laughs> and Lulu as our special guest. Thank you. And uh, this is Master Phil signing off with Master Phil in your corner. Strength and honor. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'm taking note for the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.